Alrighty. Wait, I... This is, this is going to be like episode seven of season two. So it's like, we're back right. in the studio. It feels special. Yeah, uh, it's our first episode back in person since like October. It's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> So hopefully the audio sounds a lot better than the last chunk of episodes. I hope so. Yeah, it's, it's, man, man, it's, 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 it's really nuts now that we're sitting down. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, such, it's, such a big change since like last year. I feel giddy. Uh, this... Sounds stupid. I feel like I wasted. Like we could have picked any movie, and I picked The Grudge too. <laughs> like to, to, to celebrate our first recording. Yeah, isn't that something? It was something. Yeah. So, <laughs> a quick summary: This is a sequel to The Grudge, and they definitely got grudgy with it. Yeah i I didn't like it as much as the first. I'll, I'll get yeah. that out of the way by like. You, you say Sorry. Yeah. Um the, the the reason I guess I feel like remotely shocked is I was actually pretty I don't want to say hooked like I don't know I, I I was enjoying the first bit. I think it opens really good. Yeah, really well. Uh, it opens better than you'd imagine most sequels to open. I guess at least they quickly exit Sarah Michelle Gellar. I I really liked that. I, I love that they're like we could afford three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Of Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, it might. Like, I'm pretty sure that I watched this when I was a kid. But the only thing I can remember about it, or I could remember about it before now, is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar being in the hospital. That's all I remembered. Uh, Up until watching this, I actually was under the impression I hadn't seen the sequel. Mm -hmm. Turns out I did. (laughs) Uh, it's, It's clearly not super memorable. The only scene that made me remember that I had seen it is and like this just like flooded back my memory for the rest of the film but there's a scene where someone's like chugging a carton of milk yo okay yeah and then she vomits it back into the jug that was a really I think that might have been the best scene of the film or like or top two it stuck out and I, I only remember it because I watched this with John and I was like oh man I wonder if she's possessed and then he of course as an intelligent human, is like, actually, no, if you chug milk, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's like, it turns out, like, like of all beverages, like, yeah, if, if you, if you slam a cart of milk, you will, like, 100, you're very likely to throw that right back in the cart. Yeah, I'd say like, that's, oh. uh, that's a one-way ticket to Pukesville. <laughs> the, this sequel follows Sarah Michelle Gellar's character's sister. Played um, by Amber Tamblin. Oh! Okay, I, I didn't, no, <laughs> it's nice to see this smile I again. <laughs> um, uh, I I didn't. I felt like I recognized her, but I had no idea where from. Yeah, yeah, that's her. <laughs> okay, cool. I I don't know what else she's in. I just uh, recognize her face. You know what? That's a really good question. I mostly know her for being married to David Cross and being the daughter of Russ Tamblin, who plays Doctor Jacoby on Twin Peaks. Oh damn! But she's definitely been in things. Like in the in the early to mid two thousands, I think she was in a lot of stuff, but oh, none of it's coming to mind. But I've known, I feel like I've known her my whole life. I don't get it. We also kind of like follow for a brief portion, like a bunch of school kids. I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just I must say before we wade too heavily into this, I hated the fact that there were so many storylines going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I kind of like 
that it was all tied together at the end, but it seemed very convoluted. Like the first film executed the different timelines pretty well. This one just seemed like a mess to me. Yeah, I I also liked that with the school kids, there's the new girl, but they're going to school in Tokyo and their group has like a token Asian kid. Yeah. <laughs> like and there's just a bunch of white kids in the background. Yeah. Like, oh well, well, well. Like what do we have here? Like just another white kid, man. Like, like yeah. th- th- this isn't new. Like th- there there's I'm pretty sure like the shot where like they introduce these kids, she's the o- there's only one Asian girl in it. Yeah, I think you think even in their classroom there's only one other, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean it is an international school, so that kind of makes sense. In fact, like I don't know why she's there. Because it's a school for foreigners. I guess, I mean, I'm assuming she's Japanese, but maybe that maybe that's not right. Google. Although her name was like y- Yuki. Yeah. Which is so, a Japanese name. Okay, we're good. It means snow. Oh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, I actually, like, so this, this first, this first bit I actually really did enjoy, though, where, like, they take her, this, the new girl, the, these two... Girls who I guess like are the cool kids. Yeah, they're dressed all provocatively with their skirts rolled up and their unbuttoned t-shirt or bun button bun button shirts and things. Yeah, they're they're showing her how to be edgier. Hell yeah! And they take her to the house uh, that we are in the know of from the first film because mm-hmm. it's you know it's got some rep now and it's like oh this is this is the haunted house. I like how they had the house like the house looked good. Hmm. Oh, yeah, like the, the, the sets were... F- this set was good. Yeah. Um, this first scene, though, I actually thought that this film might be better. Because they do the, the old, old uh, you know, child prank of, like, locking someone in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they go exploring that house, get into one of the rooms, and they lock the new kid in the closet. The first few little scares we had here, I thought were actually pretty not bad i thought they were really well done so like them telling this telling her the story of the family not only of um the original family with kyoko and uh her little boy and the dad i don't remember and the cat i don't remember their names very good memory here um but they tell the story of that that him murdering his family and i think that they tell her about the other family that like uh karen like, trying to kill her boyfriend and try and burn the house down. So, like, just spooking her the hell out. Uh, but I loved that, like, her getting locked in there and then um, the door just being stuck from the ghost. And her whole screaming and everything in this seat, like, it, it actually got me goosebumpy. And I also like that they didn't have that traditional jump scare. It's... Mm-hmm. You just said her name, the ghost girl. Kayoko. Kayoko. Her face like looms down from the yeah. darkness, and like that was just—it's a scary face to look at, and they executed that really well again. Yeah, I think this was the only effective use of her in the film, at least for me. Like, I remember in the first one, her being so frightening, and I think in this film we get her so much that it's so much less. Like, it's just we're too exposed, and it's just a lot less frightening. Uh, for me, this film peaked at the closet. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, then it well, was I, I think it peaked for me at the, with the milk chugging scene, but... Though I did forget to mention mm. the very opening scene with just, like, this couple in their apartment. 
Oh. And, yeah. Okay, yeah, this, that this, was actually good, too. This, this lady's, like, making her husband breakfast. He, he comments on her inability to make breakfast, takes the bacon right from the pan onto the plate. There's a, there's zero grease control. <laughs> yeah, like, you gotta be patting that down. I mean, in my, in my younger days, I certainly, like, I relished the grease. And I, <laughs> you merely adopted the grease. I was born in it. Um, but now, you know, you as an adult, man, you have to be... Putting that on paper towel. You can't just be going <laughs> grease to mouth. Like, that is... Uh, I guess he's not really going to be worried about it. I mean, I guess he could pat it down himself, but it's just, unless there's paper towel handy. Like, I, I'm, I'm over 40. I will have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't a game anymore. I also, he like, he is being a dick and inaccurate. He's like, you're going to burn the bacon. And it looked fine. It was perfect. Yeah, it was Although he's probably one of those weirdos who likes raw bacon mm. or like that real floppy shit. Oh, <laughs> crisp that up, please. But <laughs> I, there's a lot of this film that it's it's very slapstick. And like she just like puts the bacon on there, lets him ramble, and then just I think you no, know, she splashes his face with she the grease. Pour, first. She pours the grease over top of his head, and then. <laughs> Loved it. I <laughs> such a good like. Ow. <laughs> it was a little slapstick, but also, as with many things in film, oh yeah, that's really silly. If it happened to you, it would hurt like hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I still just yeah, like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> do Do you remember what? Our main character's name is. Who's the main character? I, I guess it's Sarah Michelle Geller's sister. Oh yeah, her name. Oh, it's um. So Sarah Michelle Geller is Karen. So she she had a name that was like, kind of different, like not a standard white lady name. I think. I want to say Tatiana, but that's <laughs> definitely not that. Is it Nat- It's not Natasha. It's not Danielle. Those are pretty standard white lady names. Just going to go ahead and call her Amber Tamblin. <laughs> Amber. Uh, there's a scene where she's visiting her mom, who's like sick in bed. These are like the types of things in v- many, many, many a film I've seen. And I never understood. Like when you're a kid, I think that these little writing things just fly over your head and you don't oh, yeah. think about them twice. But she talks about booking a ticket to go see her sister. She's like, Mom, you can't here. You're, you're no condition. And she just looks over and she's like, I'm not going. You are. And as an adult, yeah, I'm just picturing, like, I, I love my parents. I have tons of respect for them. If they were just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we booked some tickets to go see your sister. I was like, oh, like, you know, have fun. Like, oh, no, you're going on that flight. Like, uh, man, I've got a job. Yeah. I, I recycle. <laughs> I, I have a world of responsibility. I haven't like, even packed yet. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, yeah, no, you're going to go to Tokyo for like a month. Whoa! I will lose my job. <laughs> this will ruin me. Yeah, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I mean, I, I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, especially in this instance where she hasn't spoken with her sister since before she left for Japan. So it's like you're just gonna send me like I, I have no preparation, and now I'm gonna go talk to an estranged person. Like, everything about that is so very uncomfortable. 
<laughs> like, what's what's her mom gonna do? <laughs> Beat her up? <laughs> it looks like she's crept. So. <laughs> yeah. Might have a tough time with that. Uh, I think I think Amber Tamblyn is supposed to be like younger than she looks, like maybe just a college student or something who doesn't mm. have a job. That would make like it makes more sense, but still, that's a yeah. I mean, you have a life. You still have that. a life. You better kiss that no good boyfriend of yours goodbye because you're going to Tokyo, baby. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> don't worry, everyone there is white. <laughs> you're 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 going to meet a single Japanese person when you get there. And luckily, he speaks perfect English. Yeah. <laughs> like how like she goes to the hospital, like English, English, anyone? Like the one person she needs to talk to, like. Did someone say English? <laughs> Fluent, perfect English? Yeah. Also, I mean, if you're in a hospital, in all likelihood, like if you're working in oh, a hospital, yeah. you probably speak fucking English. Well, and something I've learned about the world is um, if it, people want to get anywhere in life, they got to step up to our level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's a nice day to be English. I remember when I was younger and I was talking to my parents and I was like, you know, I, I think... Like, of course, from, like, films and stuff, like, I, th- like, I know there's a lot of different languages, but I think English is kind of, like, the main one. <laughs> and then they're, like, yeah, no, and, like, of course, like, they told me, like, in a very, like, responsible parent way, like, why? Like, that's not appropriate, and, like, it's not, like, the main one, like, in each language is, like, unique and wonderful and, like, has its own culture. And, like, five years later, I reopened the conversation. They are kind of like, yeah, it, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, we really got, we won the language lottery for sure. We, like, we won a lot of lottery. <laughs> we, we, we made the lottery. <laughs> we oh, we yeah. have so much in our society that we have this game that we play where you're like, if you would like to toss any extra money for the hopes of winning more money. Yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah. But, like, oh. Anyways, yeah, so she's at the hospital. <laughs> She goes to Japan. <laughs> speak the language, neither do the... And the nurses don't speak English, and they're uh, very confused, and then a dashing, very tall, assuming Japanese, but maybe he just knows Japanese and English, and maybe more languages. Maybe this guy is a real world traveler. Anyway, he hears what she's asking, comes over, translates for her, they find the room. Her sister's being... Uh, I mean, Sir Michelle Gellar does not look good. I mean, she she looks good, but like, she looks like she's had better times. Sarah, you you look good, but you don't look good. Yeah. <laughs> if you know him, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> First of all, can't believe that her sister is there and real, which I thought was basically like the whole run up, the the whole start of this film is like so ready to be like a good movie. Uh, and I love, like, her they're touching her face and be like, oh, my God, you're really here. Like, you have to get me out of here. Although, there's no way that she would ever escape anyway. Right? Like, even if even if she got out of the hospital, even if Amber Tamblyn was able to get her back to the States, Kyoko would follow her, right? I think so, yeah. Because she's been cursed with the grudge. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I understand, like, needing to get out of there, but also, like, you're fucked. (laughs) And obviously that happens because (laughs) it's really sad, but I love, uh, Amber Tamlin leaving the hospital and then just, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we, we do, I kind of glance over the fact that Sarah Michelle Gellar is, like, chased up on the roof by Kaoko and... (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, it's just that, that's that's the weirdest way to watch someone like get and lose a job in one scene. Amber Tamblin, oh, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to explain to mom. I think also one thing I forgot to mention is that I really like the fact that the mom clearly likes her sister better than her. I thought that was, I mean, it's, again, another sad thing, but I love it. Yeah, you get the wrong boy died feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, she's dead now. People are going to think that she jumped off the roof, but it's all the goddamn grudge too. Well, like you mentioned, it's all the scenes with Kyoko after the closet. Like, they, they just felt every single one felt silly in my opinion so like she sees her and the rules are i mean not not the after discussing the first one like you know it's it's not what i remember it being as a kid but this one even more so it's just every single scare is categorically convenient Mm -hmm. like you know she just kind of teleports behind her you you, you get the hands and yeah it's a lot of uh teleporting a lot of hair a lot of uh she's there and then she's not yeah, it was just very, just a lot. It was just, it just, yeah, overexposure. The beauty of it originally was the mystery, her coming out of the darkness and like appearing in different ways, like crawling down the stairs. That one in the first one, like that was horrifying. And now she's just kind of like everywhere. The first film felt to me like it would, and I can speak from experience, it is perfectly suited to uh, scare a younger viewer, mm-hmm. like a, even early teens kind of thing. This one, I, I think, is it, it's very predictable after the first few scenes, so I think most viewers would kind of, you know when to prepare to be scared. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so we, do we backtrack in time now to that family, like, arriving uh, at their new apartment? I think so. Because this is where we start juggling between the three or four different storylines. Yeah, this is where things get a little convoluted. Yeah, so I think I think you're right. I think that we go to this family. It's actually, it's a backtrack, but also a forward track. Because we've seen, oh man. Forward from the beginning of the film. It's a sidestep. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't really understand. I don't really understand the housing setup here. It kind of seems like they're in a dormitory of sorts. Like, I'd never understand where, like... Is it all in one house, or is it like an apartment building? Because there's... I think this is an apartment. But there... so who belongs to whom? Like who lives with whom? Because there's this kid Jake. Uh, I get. I gather that they're from Chicago because he's got a sweet Blackhawks jersey hanging in his closet. Shout out to the Hawks. He's there with his dad, his stepmom, <clears throat> who are the people we see at the very beginning with the bad breakfast uh and then i guess his sister yeah his sister i think his sister lacy if she is his sister it seems like she doesn't live with the family but instead lives with this other chick down the hall or maybe they're just friends or maybe they all live in the same house because then there's also the mystery neighbor who's creeping the the kid out she kind of seems to live down the hall, but that sort of seems like it's inside the same dwelling. Anyway, maybe I'm getting needlessly confused about it, but to me it just seemed very a very strange setup, and I could never really understand where one family unit or one house or one like dwelling started and the other one or ended and the other one started. I guess it shows that the grudge too can touch 
it, it's like it's like a virus that spreads between mm. people. So like when you get all these people in a concentrated area, it like jumps off and keeps infecting people. I guess we get a. I think after this scene, there's another jump where we start following some of these kids from school. Yeah, and I I thought it was a fun scene, but also just another dumb scene where it's Yuki. Yeah. Meeting up with her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. At what looks to be a sweet hotel. Yeah, who the hell is this dude? Like, where's he yeah. getting that money? Yeah, and he's single. Um, <laughs> well, he is now. Yeah. <laughs> Just this particular jump scare got a good chuckle out of me. Yeah, doesn't she say, like, there's some, like, she thinks that her boyfriend's, like, basically going down on her? Like under the covers, she's like, it tickles, and then notices that he's still in the shower. Yeah. Like, scary, yes, but also, like, was Kyoko, like, getting. Oh, I figured that she was just. She's just crawling. Uh, something was under the covers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. She, yeah, he's, he's, he's just being a silly goose. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing down there? Um, yeah, she realizes he's in the shower, gets spooked backs up into a like a mirror style backboard mm-hmm. and the camera pans from one side to the other and you, uh, you get a pretty uh, at least i felt like you see it coming from a mile away the reflection yeah. of the back of her head is just dark long yeah. hair and then of course when that transition finishes keiko just grabs her and pulls her into the mirror because <clears throat> ghosts can do that now oh yeah definitely um, Keiko got a lot new a lot, a lot new powers this time around. <laughs> and then her boyfriend just comes up. It's like babe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh that's that. That's a wrap on Yuki. There was um these girls are not very nice to the new girl and <clears throat> there's this shower scene which is uh yeah, they spend a lot of time in there. Um but they we revisit that um the thing that Kyoko does where you're having a shower and you're washing your hair or whatever and then you feel her hands in, in your hands because she really loves doing that. Um, and, like, this happens after... I think there's now rumors going around that um, that the one, the new girl, is, like, has been going to the, the school nurse or the, like, the counselor or whatever because of the thing that these bitches did to her. And uh, they make fun of her and everybody laughs because kids suck and then um our blonde i don't know what her name is but the the hot blonde one uh is left showering alone and then begins to be visited there's they're really adding a lot more to the like the grudge roster Mm -hmm. there's a lot more like forces uh to play with here or many more faces to use how come sarah michelle geller didn't end up being one of the ghosts oh because he couldn't afford her would have loved to have seen like a whatever year this was, like that era of CGI for a celebrity ghost. <laughs> sure, that would have been fun. Yeah, just a bunch of polygons. Yeah, I'm starting to get very, like a whole bunch of the scenes are sort of running together. Oh boy, I'll be honest, after that uh, middle half, I had a real hard time paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't have rave reviews for this film. It was... It's got some cool moments. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Really, the, the, the bacon on, the, the bacon grease and the milk chug. Those are my real, my my favorite pieces. I, I I do think that this like my arguably my biggest critique for this film 
is that even with the moments that it has, I felt like the majority of them are in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then this film felt very much like when you hit the, the, the middle, it got real boring, real fast. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't pick up right up until the film ends. Yeah. We get a little bit more backstory, kind of like another flashback with the family from the first film. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a few more uh, little scenes with the cat kid. Toshio, I think. Ah, Toshio. So I guess the the Grudge Two is infecting a bunch of people, and um, we're uh, somehow somehow Amber Tamblyn and her um, her translator friend somehow they become bonded, and they start unraveling the mystery. I don't know what he, what skin he has in the game. I can't remember. Um, but somehow they find out like that. Kayoko's mother is some sort of like wise woman or you know what I mean like a well obviously you do you watch the movie um uh like some sort of uh like a, you know one of those uh <laughs> I think I'd be having a stroke <laughs> it's uh what the f- like a shaman somehow they find that out and then uh they're gonna travel to go see if she can break the grudge to um meanwhile or previous to this i guess we find out that uh the the new girl also lives in this apartment building and is the one who infected the bad breakfast couple who was drinking milk i thought it was her friend she's just a friend right Mm. maybe this oh you know what this is probably some sort of foreigner like just live in this building because people here are English and will understand you. That makes sense. I think that's a thing that happens. I don't know if that's a real thing. Anyway, that would be really scary if uh, you came to your friend's place and they just were standing there with a jug of milk and drank the whole thing in front of you and then proceeded to puke it immediately back in the jug without saying anything. Yeah, I also like that when she does that, she, she was like, "Well, I, oop, gotta go. Bye." Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I like to think that if, I mean, not that I knock on anyone's door uninvited, but yeah, that, like, that is the height of rudeness. Yeah, just like, "Yo, JP, what's up?" And you just slam some milk, and like, I was like, "Hey, man, I'm asking, I'm, I'm talking to you." <laughs> you just didn't reply, and then just started throwing up. Like, <laughs> Are you all right? Like. She, <laughs> Yeah, there's a distinct lack of care for her friend here. I think my friend needs a hospital. <laughs> like, she just doesn't, you know, like, I'm not getting involved with this. I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, thank you for uh, reassuring me that were I to pull something like this in front of you, that you would try and seek uh, medical attention. Yeah, I mean, unless it's like something she does on a regular basis. Like, yeah, who knows? Maybe... Uh, doing the milk thing again yeah i I get it yeah anything to get out of conversing (laughs) doing the milk thing again. yeah ask someone a personal question every time like watch this i bet she's gonna sign like a full thing of milk just so she can throw up and ignore me i really hope that nobody ended up uh drinking the that's all i could think of after she puked back into the thing oh yeah back in the fridge back in the fridge and (laughs) yeah i mean so Kyogo does a bunch of different kills. There's one where she 
uh, I guess she actually established this in the first grudge where she like sucked somebody into their own bed and then uh, they were gone. So she does the same thing with the new girl and she like sucks her into her own hoodie and she's gone. Um, that scene in the counselor's office where uh, she's telling her that she wants to go home and um, you get that. I, I want to relate it to like the uncanny valley, but it's like that moment where somebody that you trust starts like speaking in a way that you realize they uh, are untrustworthy. If that like there's a betrayal there mm. when she's like, why would you want to leave? Uh, your your friends are right here or whatever, and then now her bullies are also ghosts in the grudge uh, way. The grudge <laughs> two way. Uh, and then you look back at the counselor, and now she looks like Galadriel from um, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring, which, to this day, that scene still scares the hell out of me. Uh, very, very effective. Good, good. Kate Blanchett, just... Big Blanchett fans. Yeah, yeah. Kate, CB. Hey, you're a CB. Whoa. So there's a chance. <laughs> hey, how would you like to keep your initials? Not that I'm saying you would have to change them. You know, you you do you. What else? Uh, what else? No, I, I only have one other thing, which is... Sorry, you got... Yeah, it just popped in my head. Um, when Amber Damlin finally, she's like the last surviving person, I think, other than Jake and Lacey. Thank goodness they survived. Lacey's a total rocket. Um, she's married actually to, uh, Chad Michael Murray, big Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, this is the strangest mix of tangents we've had in a long time. Chalk it back up to, uh, being back in the studio and relearning how to not talk into a computer. Um, for some reason, Kyoko's mother, when Amber Tamlin finally like meets up with her, she speaks perfect English, even though she lives in this super rural house that is seemingly, she kind of looks like she's a squatter there. Like, I don't think that house has seen any upkeep. And uh, she tells the story of Keiko as a child, and then doesn't Keiko kill her mother here or something? Or maybe she just appears, and then Amber Tamlin has to run away? Or does Amber Tamlin die? I don't even remember how this movie ends, to be totally frank. Like, I, he's, well, like you do. said, like, halfway through, I just, like, it was so hard to pay attention to anything. Anyway, I think that's about all the, all the, all the things. That's all the things. The, the ending is... I, I kind of wish I had forgotten it. Um, basically, it's J- Jake's the young kid. Yeah. He's in the hallway, and someone's sitting on the ground wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Oh, this is... Bef- this is She hasn't been revealed yet, so it's like, this is the mystery neighbor that he mm-hmm. has. And he somehow looked into her room, and inside her room, <clears throat> he saw the faces of ghosts peering through their her window. Very spooky. Very spooky. But this last scene... She gets evaporated into the hoodie, and then Kaoko inhabits the hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I don't know. It's just, it, it, everything is very gimmicky. Wait, is that the end? That That's that's it. Holy shit. I thought that I was missing something, but no, yeah, definitely. I remember seeing that. Yep, that's, that's the final scene. Huh. 
Now everything's tied together. Now we know why. Uh, we don't know. You know what? What was the. Okay. I guess. Like, could they not just have made enough of a movie about Amber Tamblyn trying to, like, sort out, like, her sister? Oh, I guess if you can't afford Sarah Michelle Geller, use that as a tiny little piece and then carry that thread through while introducing a whole new. It just. It didn't. We didn't need. It was needlessly complicated. Yeah. Th- th- this, this one's a mess for me. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm sure i'll revisit the grudge for nostalgia at some point in my future this this one i think if i can somehow remind myself to skip it because last time i clearly forgot that i had already seen it and yeah. therefore was kind of excited but yeah i'm sure i'll have a fun time yeah it's it's it's, it's got some moments in the first half i mm. yeah I, I don't think that there's a demographic or age group that i would recommend this particular film to i, I can't think of a time in which I would have been excited to sink my fangs into it. Just watch the first half as a short film and get no resolution or no ending because there is no resolution or ending really anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a... I, th- I think I'm going to go with 40. Like, it's got enough that I, I didn't feel upset watching it. There there were some good moments at the beginning, but it's... I prefer to have the hour and a half back. <laughs> yeah, it did feel long as hell. Uh, and you know that's a sign of a bad movie when it's not that long and it feels like twice its length. Yes, this is very much a movie where I felt like I was stuck. Yeah. Um, I think... I've, I've, I'm, really, I'm starting to revisit some of my... In listening to past episodes, uh, some of my rankings and ratings, realizing that 50 is a pass. I wouldn't pass this. I was going to give it a 50-something, and I'm like, no, I think, like, I've been way too generous. We, we've been very... Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that I'm like... Uh, we, we've talked about it a few times. I'm like, I, I feel like we're going to need to... We, we should almost have like a, a little episode where we just go over ratings and adjust. Yeah. Like, I mean, the amount of times I'm like, honestly... Got be an eighty-eight. Like, yeah. That is as yeah. close to like a perfect film. Like, like yeah. you're, you're within like the nearing the ninety percent threat. Like, all those films are dynamite films. But uh, yeah, I mean, you rate it like that I, if you love it. I, I think our real problem was uh, starting out with giving the descent an eighty. Like that, that that's a hard benchmark to work around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, The Grudge Two. I'm gonna give it a, I don't know, forty-two. It's like there are moments that I like and. Uh, it's just very, I'm realizing, like, I like cheesy things when they're knowingly cheesy and really, like, go for it. Or authentically cheesy in the way that, like, they didn't understand it, uh, but that's part of the charm. This mm. one has cheese, but it's, like, rotten cheese. And it, it's just, it's not consistent. The tone of the film is just, like, all over the place. It's very confusing. Uh well, not confusing, confusing, but it is confusing. Oh, I think it's mostly I'm confusing due to the boredom. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't feel like... Like, why are... am I watching this? Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it's hard to follow something when you don't care that much. And unfortunately, we've made the decision where we're like, oh, we, we got to record this. So now it's, it's like giving yourself a homework assignment. I, I think I, I will say that as like a final party note. I, I, I still think that this film has some merit, but I... Under uh, different circumstances, I definitely would have stopped watching it. Definitely. However, I did, after watching this, watch a movie called Tammy and the T-Rex, and that was fucking insane. It's on my list. Oh, dude, gotta watch it. Tight. Alright, yeah, thank you everyone so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so at cddlpod at gmail.com. 
Uh, we'd love to hear some film recommendations or anything else that's on your mind. Uh, additionally, you can also communicate with us at cddlpod on Instagram. A lot of nice little photos on there. You might want to check those out. Uh, in the meantime, have a good night or a daytime. I don't, yeah, I imagine people, you should be listening to this at night. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I most often listen to it in the day. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I listen to it. It's good because my memory doesn't work, so it's nice to go back and...